The following are collected video recordings from an anonymous source. His present whereabouts are unknown. They are fragments taken from small memory cards smuggled out of North Korea. They are broken, banned, and revealing. Beijing, June 3rd, 21.19 p.m. <clears throat> Is this on? Oh. The flight to China, <laughs> yeah, the flight to China, to Beijing actually, was the longest flight I have ever had to sit through. 13 hours on a plane. I mean, I don't know how many drinks I've had, but <laughs> it's a vacation, right? Am I excited? Uh, yeah. I mean, it took some doing to get this trip together, but it was literally the best graduation gift I could ask for. I mean, a trip to literally the most secretive country in the world? <laughs> Sign me up. Seriously, like, who gets to do this? And I am surprised, though. It's crazy how many people are actually here with us. You know, I barely snagged the last seat on this trip. It's totally booked solid. You know, most of us are college students. Some are college grads, and some are taking, you know, just taking time out to see a new place. There is this elderly couple. It's kind of weird, and the husband is a retired army colonel. I don't know if he fought in Korea or not. Huh. I don't know. I just figured more people would be nervous, you know? It's kind of a party here. We're all just waiting in the hotel for the, you know, this pre-travel briefing from the tour company. We're drinking, laughing. The guy next to me is completely hammered. This one guy, though, he's... I don't know, I think he's a journalist or something? I don't know, he was a few seats behind me on the plane, and uh, he's a couple seats over from me, actually. Hang on. Yeah, he's a couple seats over from me right now. And he just sits there, reading this book. I, I didn't see what it was, and just taking notes. Huh. People are weird. But anyway, this is the last hurdle before the flight tomorrow. Just this meeting, and we're off. Three amazing days. T minus five, four, three. Departing China, June 4th, 12.34 p.m. Yeah, uh, yesterday's meeting was kind of rough. <laughs> I'll admit that. Definitely a safety-first kind of gathering. A lot of warnings, a lot of news clippings, and so many rules. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't make eye contact. Don't speak. Don't breathe too loudly. <laughs> well, not that bad, but still... You know, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit nervous. We just boarded this super old uh, Russian jet, and now we're sitting on the runway, ready for takeoff, and uh, I don't know, everybody's got that, oh shit, no turning back now kind of <laughs> expression on. It's a little different from last night. I mean, the guy sitting next to me is just hung over as I'll get out. He looks like he's been hit by a bus. I'm gonna nickname him my little travel buddy for the trip. I think I'm gonna nickname him Jack because that's all I've seen him do is drink Jack. <laughs> the Colonel, uh, this uh, right behind me, looks kind of depressed and it's pretty obvious the old wife <laughs> does not want to be here. Journalist man, he's still reading. People have their habits, that's for, that's for sure. 
Oh, well, I'll take off time. Catch you guys later. Arrival, June 4th, 2.34 p.m. Everyone got so serious when the in-flight, you know, the PA system came on toward the end of the flight. You're now entering the airspace of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Welcome. There was like this mood shift. You could feel it. <laughs> the journalist even put his book down. Jack is, well, he's still hungover, but I think he focused his eyes for a minute or two. Tension, that's, that's for sure. A lot of tension. Uh, as soon as we got there, we got off the aircraft, and we went down the concourse, and we were greeted like this welcoming party that was fit for a king. All these smiles and gifts and laughter. We met our guides. There were two of them, um, the watchers, I guess, because they have not let us out of their sight. They both have these like super shiny white tooth smiles and these perfect English accents. You know, I'm calling them, you know me, nicknames, calling them Thing One and Thing Two. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird moment. They took our passports and they told us that we'd get them back later. It was a little weird, but I mean, rules, rules are crazy. There were these soldiers, I guess they were customs, that asked for our phones and our cameras. Yeah, they didn't smile. Uh... It's really weird. The difference in personality here is really obvious. One minute it's all smiles, and the next it's super serious. And I don't know. It's like watching two different TV shows. One's a really happy one, and one is like, I don't know, the real one. I don't know. Anyway, five minutes, and I can already tell pretty much all of this is, like, smile-wise, is fake. Uh, it's not really that serious yet. I thought it'd be more serious. After all, I'm in North Korea, right? I don't know. Either way, my goal for the trip, let's make the best of it. I mean, on the bright side, I'm allowed to keep my phone if I buy this SIM card from a vendor here at the airport, and my camera too, so that's how I'm recording this, by the way. <laughs> oh well, I guess time to see the sights. Yeah, they're motioning for us. Catch you later, guys. The Hotel, June 4th, 4.10 p.m. So we didn't get to see anything. It was this really short stop at this teeny tiny grocery store and then straight to the hotel. Uh, the shopkeeper in the story talked about how plentiful the food is in the country, but there were no customers. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of off-putting. Some of the food was covered with dust, too. My apple, I picked up an apple to buy, and it looked like it had been there for a while. Uh, thing one and thing two, they just never stop smiling. It's all, it's like the Partridge family. Those white teeth. So this hotel, it's on an island in the middle of the city. I'm looking out the window right now, and, uh, you know, on the way here, <laughs> thing one, you know, the guide, narrated the history of some, you know, small monuments we passed while the two of us, you know, kind of watched. You know, if she spotted a camera, she'd make, if somebody had like a camera in their hand, she'd make a note on this notepad and put it back in her pocket. I mean, it's very obvious that everything is watched. I mean, the room is nice. The hotel's nice. The chandeliers are outrageous. It's like this old British castle, but it's made of concrete with Korean writing everywhere. Everything looks like it's been reused about a thousand times. Uh, the television plays the same videos all night, all describing how wonderful the country is. 
how the world has it wrong. It's pretty ridiculous here. Oh, shit. Who the hell was that? The hotel room, June 5th, 0110 a.m. So, um, I found a microphone in my, uh, my bedside lamp. It's, it's right under the shade. Um, yeah, they're, they're listening. It's a fucking hotel room and they're listening. I don't know who, but I'm in the closet underneath my blanket. <sighs> Got creepy really fast. Did you ever read the uh, novel 1984? I think it was Orwell who wrote it. I don't think I'm going to get much sleep tonight. <laughs> Big Brother is watching me. The Sights, June 5th, 9 a.m. So the biggest statues I have ever seen both of the supreme leader and his grandfather, the glorious founder of the Republic. You know, this is what I paid to see. There are soldiers everywhere, and they're all kind of like statues in their own right. The two things, I call them, the smiles, they never go away, even when they talk. It's starting to get really off-putting. But, uh... So the first major incident with one of the tourists happened a few minutes ago. You know, we all knew it would eventually... Too many rules, you know? Somebody was going to break one. It's weird, though. It seems funny until you realize what happens. You know, Jack was, you know, the drunk Jack, was laughing at the statue of the founder and uh, calling him fat. Well, he's kind of an idiot anyway, but thing one, like, furrowed his eyebrows and motioned at a soldier, but it was weird because he was frowning, but he was still smiling at the same time. It was the weirdest combination of facial expressions I've ever seen. Like, happy, sad. You know, the soldier came over and he yelled at Jack to stop talking. Thing 2 did nothing but stare and smile, but I could have sworn, I could have sworn I saw her eyes crinkle like she was almost like wanting to laugh. So, I mean, other than that, we saw Mansude Park, the Arch of Triumph, all glorious, dedicated to the Republic. It gets old. The Thing Twins were identical again, narrators flashing their pearly whites. It's gone from funny to pretty scary. I mean, what the hell can force you to act like that with all this tension? You know, they say, you hear about it in the news, but my God. We passed these cyclists on the side of the road this morning, and they looked just bone thin. <laughs> no smiles there. Yeah, the journalist's eyes, always on his book, reading. Thing two's notepad, scratching away. And uh, back to the hotel. Dinner, June 5th, 6 p.m. So much food. Uh, the power keeps going in and out. Dining room's huge. It's like a conference center, but the servers keep bringing out more and more food. You know, our whole group fit around one table tonight, but... Uh, it's like 50 more tables in the room, all with the same place settings. Everything was dusty. Nothing ever gets used here. It's all just like the worst fucking show you'll ever see. I don't think anything gets used. The staff, they all have those pearly fake smiles, and even when they walk away. I wonder if their grins just ever wear off. Do they take them off at home? <laughs> Doubtful. 
After dinner, we're supposed to see a talent show. You know, kids performing. Only the best from the People's Republic. Uh, old Jack is tipsy again. The colonel and his wife, they look exhausted. Journalist is scribbling away. Oh, oh crap. Here we go. See you guys soon. The Hotel Room, June 6th, Midnight. So, I'm back in the room. I still can't sleep. How do people live like this? I mean, not a second to yourself. Constantly in fear. You can tell everybody's just constantly worried and glancing around. The smiles, they're there, but just the eyes. They tell you everything, you know? Everybody's in fear of doing something wrong. Hell, I'm in fear of doing something wrong. I just want to stay here tomorrow. I don't want to go out anymore. It's the last day. I mean, make the best of it, but... Oh, shit. What was that? The Lobby, June 6th, 8 a.m. Uh, Jack is gone. Uh, nobody could find him this morning. And uh, Thing 2, the lady um, guide, she's gone. Uh, it's replaced with a guy. Everybody is too scared to ask where anybody is, but I made eye contact to the colonel earlier, and uh, I think we're thinking the same thing, you know. Time for more tourism. Thing one is still smiling. I haven't slept in two days. Um, I'm, yeah, it's almost over. I'm just ready to get the hell out of here. The Hotel Room Closet, June 6th, 9 p.m. Uh, more monuments today. Um, back in the closet. Uh, more showmanship. More bullshit. I don't know why I came here. I mean, whoever listens to this eventually, this is not a vacation. I haven't slept in three days. Uh, I want to go home. At least get back to Beijing. Civilization, you know, it's like, I just want to get away from here. Just a few more hours, a few more hours. I'm going to try and get some rest. The airport, terminal, June 7th, 6 a.m. Well, I finally made it, about to board and get the hell out of this hellhole. <laughs> oh, shit. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it is gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain.